Hi, welcome to Women Inspiring Women. Today on the show, I am so excited to introduce this amazing woman. She's intelligent, self-aware, empathetic, kind. She has this amazing energy, but also this energy that is enveloping. The kind that people want to be around. She is so inclusive and so aware of others and their feelings. She is deeply confident with herself and her choices, but she also wants that for everyone around her. She moves through her choices with integrity. She's an incredible mom and an incredible mom friend. She asks the right questions in private personal conversations, but she also asks the right questions about general topics or the news. She's also an extreme advocate for children, children's feelings and positive growth. And most importantly, children's awareness and positivity in sport. I love to talk to her and to listen to her. I learn so much every time we talk. And yet at the same time, I am dying with laughter, like uncontrollably. To be honest, I'm a little afraid to interview her because she has very little filter. <laughs> but that is one of my favorite things about her. She is one of the funniest I've ever met. I would like to introduce my beautiful friend, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Wow. Hi. I'm already crying and this is an intro. <laughs> Thank you. That was some really nice words. Thank you. They're made up. <laughs> They're fake. <laughs> They're fake. <laughs> that actually makes me feel better. <laughs> those are big words. Big words. Big words to fill with those words. I'm kidding. You know how much I love you. So. <laughs> So what we will start with is just how we met. And it's funny because I don't even think we've really been friends for a year yet. When yeah, I think about I th it. I think it's pretty remarkable that you and I are at the level of a friendship that we're at, considering we've also met in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, when you're not supposed to, <laughs> when you're supposed to be <laughs> isolating and yet we're super connecting and sort of managing this bizarre world together, you know? So your question, where did we meet? I remember meeting you at a restaurant. Right. I remember kind of always knowing who you were because people talk so kindly of you and we have, you know, friends in common. And I remember you showing up and we were at this terrible restaurant. Like it was one of the restaurants you go to for your children, but all the parents suffer. Where were we? are like Swiss chalet or something like that. I was going to say Swiss chalet. Yeah, yeah, most people love Swiss chalet. I know. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, a, it's not a BC thing. From That's BC. what I was going to say. Is this not a BC thing? Yeah. So it's just something you have to get used to as an Ontario resident. So anyways, you come in. We're having a good time. Kids were connecting with each other, which I always love. And you come in wearing your famous silver jacket. Yep. And um, just big <laughs> smile. You were sitting really far from me. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I wish we weren't so far away. Um, cause I really liked meeting new people and you just seemed really attractive in your energy and your personality. And I, and so I remember you'd met my family before you had met me. So, uh, that I remember that element. And then I remember meeting you many times, many reintroductions. And then all of a sudden we were just friends. That's kind of how I remember. Is that different than your memory? It's true. I did. It's some very similar in a sense of, I always sort of knew of you because of our yeah. friends. Um, who I'm so grateful that they've brought us together. And, and we just have such a great family sort of feeling about that group that we have now. Um, and just then knowing of you and always feeling like I knew of you, but then meeting 
you through just different, you know, what it, gymnastics or seeing you gymnastics. And then, and then there's that one time where I met Maya and Ayla and we spent hours together, hours yeah. at like a rock climbing and then, a, and then another terrible restaurant. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was, yeah. it was fine. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then it was, uh, and I remember thinking she was funny and she was like outgoing. And then I meet you and I would say out of the two of you, you're the more outgoing one, right? So, um, but yeah, and then just, just how great your, your daughter is and how connected our daughters were and, and are now, it's just been really, it makes it so much easier to have that kind of friendship. It's nice when you can have um, like authentic relationship with your children's friends, parents, because as a parent, as a mom, you know, the struggle is real. And so yep. sometimes we do so many things for our kids. And so it's nice when you get to do something for your kid and then your, bu your bucket gets filled as well. Like, so my kid's having a good time with your kids and then you and I are having a good time with each other and our partners are having a good time with each other. So I think it's just yes. such a nice, a nice sort of thing. Cause I think that doesn't happen. It hasn't really happened very often um, in my life, especially since I've lived in Ontario. So it's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think we do have something special, like all of us together. Um, and you have so much. You, I love how much you teach me when it comes to parenting about just knowing to be yourself, being confident with yourself, being relaxed about yourself, being relaxed about being a mom to to Ayla or to your daughter. Um, I just find, you know, and then there's times when you really push me outside of my comfort zone or you test me. And then I think, oh, I'm not that. And then I realize, no, no, that was a good moment to learn. And you're just really good about being very um, true to and authentic. And that's something that I, I want, I, I like my kids to feel and myself. You're very good at telling me the truth without it feeling like it's judgment. And you're also just a really, well, you're so funny. So when any, it's so funny. So when anything's happening, good or bad in my life, it's just, it's funny when I talk to you about it. So you, I can handle things. I This pandemic has been by far manageable because of, and I have to say this, because of you, Maya and Mel and Mark, you know, just being a part of now that, that family that we have. There's no way I would have been able to handle it if I didn't have that for sure and I want to thank you so much for that and just everything your knowledge and just like and you take so much time to if I call you'll take time and you do that for everybody and I just think that's such a great quality and always with integrity like I know when you're thinking about a, a question I have it's about the integrity to what's good for me or, or or what's good as opposed to what's good for you in it right and that that's a hard one, I think. My next question and sort of, or my next way to get into how to get to know you better because you have such an interesting background is, tell me anything about where you sort of came from and it can start anywhere. It can start with, you know, your schooling. It can start from family, whatever you want to really feel. Sort of, usually I think just comes out what feels natural. Sure, I, definitely I can answer that. And I think too, I wanna to comment on those nice things you just said because 
I often feel challenged with, like I educate for a living and I'm often, I'm often asked to stand in front of a podium and share information. And so sometimes, and I work with kids and resiliency and, and um, I just so often think, oh man, every parent needs to know this. Every parent needs to, because when we know these things, we can let go and we can have an easier experience letting our children experience the world through their own experience and their own eyes. And so I think sometimes I feel I'm always worried that I'm preaching or, or like you're my college student or you're on the other side of the podium. And so I try so hard not to preach, not to get on a soapbox because I do truly, I am legitimately passionate about this conversation and the, the stuff that I do, especially now because our kids really need support and they need extras and we're depleted. So I think sometimes like we as parents, I think sometimes it's just, I really appreciate you saying that because I really fight that battle sometimes with my internal self as to, oh man, did I just, did I just college professor my friend or was I helpful and supportive? So I appreciate you saying that because I don't want to be that preachy person. So, so it's just nice that you said that because it kind of helped me a little bit with something that I'm conflicted with at times. No, it's always, it's helpful. And I think, yeah, I mean, you just have such a big energy, even just in the room, like you really know how to move a room, how to, like, it's a gift you have. And so I think what's great is you know how to move the room in such a positive way. Oh, thanks. I think uh, sometimes I feel like I take it on as a job. Like I really want to, I think it's because of what I do for a living, right? I really want, I truly authentically want people around me to feel joy and fun. And sometimes I'll sacrifice my own things for that. Sometimes I'll come home tired from taking on other people's pieces, but I do that. It's just naturally in me. I think my mom's side of the family is also like that. Like I remember being a little a little girl and being in a room with family friends and my mom just filled the room. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, I, I like, I, I, I love, I love how she, she, I love how people see her and I love how she sort of fills this space and people, people like feel happy when they're around her. And I, I like that. Not like I want to be, and I think this is an insecurity of mine. I don't look to be the center of attention, but I look to be person that's helped somebody else maybe get to their center, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so I've kind of had a role model in that way as a kid, as my mom sort of took that on when I was quite young. Um, so where do I come from? Well, I, I'm, I'm always proud to say I'm from British Columbia, especially being in Ontario now. I, I was raised in a small suburb with uh, two parents that uh, came from England when they were very young and um, had myself and then three years later popped out my sister. And so we were raised in this uh, really great community. And uh, <laughs> God, I, just, I was just surrounded with good community. Community is very important to me good community. Um, so I was always involved in sport, recreation, uh, sort of um, just had a really great upbringing of unstructured play, um, which I think was important because I was raised in an incredibly strict household, um, really strict rules. Uh, children sort of are to be seen and not heard. And so I think the fact that my mom trusted us enough to just be out playing on our own, unsupervised, creating games in the yards, uh, playing with the neighborhood kids, playing across the street at the park, I think was, uh, was something I really value because I think it would have been too hard if it was flipped and I was stuck inside all the time. But um, yeah, so I grew up sort of always active, a lot of skiing in the mountains, <laughs> yes. 
we have, we, you know, and, and the other thing too, we had a really small family because a lot of my parents, my parents' family lived in England. So I only had one set of, one set of cousins that lived quite far from us. And uh, so it was, it was often just the four of us and uh, that was it. And then things changed quite a bit when I, uh, when my parents separated when I was older and I, you know, moved away and sort of the family dynamic shifted a bit. Um, you know, and I think you forever are trying to articulate that balance when that happens. So, you know, for those listening and your parents separate, it's such a, such a challenge to figure out what family means and articulate how to move forward. So, um, but it's a challenge that I think I've learned a lot from and helped me grow and helped me learn how to set boundaries and learn how to communicate better. Um, those kinds of things. So, yeah, so, but I'd say my childhood was pretty good. And then things started to change a little bit as I got a little bit older, but yeah, pretty, uh, pretty awesome upbringing. I mean, if anybody is in BC, you can't help but be motivated to move and play and be happy when you're outside in that environment. It's just so beautiful there. Good people too. And then, so coming to now what you do, mm. because that's such a big part of, of, of you and your passion. Yeah. So to speak, speak to us about what you do and how you kind of got there and what sort of motivated you. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when you have an, like, I try to say yes to things and, um, and so I think saying yes to things helped me get here, but I think, so what I do now, I, I teach part-time at a local college and I teach physical literacy and embedded in physical literacy is sort of physical education, uh, how to motivate children to move in a safe environment, a little bit of child development in there, a little bit of good coaching, good leadership, good role modeling um, based on sort of some good and recent research. Uh, so I, I teach that. I have, my, I have a consulting business where I work with many different sort of sport and recreation um, companies, government organizations. And it's always around sort of trying to create a better sport and health experience for kids. Um, so kids really motivate me and, and sort of all kids, not just looking at like all kids, all kids, all kids deserve an opportunity to play and move and grow and have good coaches and good teachers and and, uh, and so that's kind of what I do. But I started out wanting to be, I had such great teachers, such, I was surrounded by people who took the extra time with me. And I remember, so I could tell you, I have so many, and I, I hope the same for our kids, so many opportunities where an adult reached out to me and said, you could do better, or I, here's a great opportunity for you, or have you thought about this? Because I don't think I had that in my family. And so other people sort of saying, I see you as a leader, or here's an opportunity for you to try. And I just said yes to those things. Um, so one of those was uh, my phys ed teacher. So I wanted to be a teacher. And then I started to go through the teaching program um, at the university that I went to. And I realized that educating and Supporting others was something important to me, but maybe teaching traditionally in the classroom wasn't where I was best suited. Um, I get a little mad about the system because, okay, like, and you know, teachers are just up against so much extra challenges now. I, I just, they're just such amazing humans working through so much, so many barriers. I think the system doesn't support good education. And I think the system makes it really difficult for all of our kids to thrive. If you're not a child that um, is mediocre. So if you're a child that's falling behind or a child that's exceptional, it's very difficult to reach those edges. 
And I, I just couldn't live with that. I, I couldn't live with it's It's even hard for me now. And, you know, politically, we're talking about class sizes and teachers and supports uh, because so much of it is against the quality education with our children at the center, especially when it comes from physical activity. You know, they cut all the things that are important. The research tells us it's important. The school districts and boards, they know it's important, but they just can't afford to make it work. And so they cut things that we think are important. And that just drives me, I almost said a bad word, but I didn't. It drives me really, makes me deep down angry. And so I don't think I would have been a very good person for that. I can be a bit stubborn and it wouldn't have been good. So I kind of teach outside of the tradition and I think it's a better fit for me. I can take risks. I can be a bit edgy. Um, I don't have a system. I can sort of support others and think outside the boundaries. And that's more of a comfort for me. That is that. Yeah. Is that good? Oh my gosh. Everything's good. <clears throat> what did you find most interesting studying? Um, well, it's interesting because I love humans. I just love humans. <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> yes, everything we're good. Like, that's I good. took a course at my <laughs> university. They had a course. So I was taking physical education for sure. Sport was where I was. I love yeah. to move. I was quite athletic. I liked, I liked doing that. And, and my people were there. Those are my people. My best yep. friends were there. Uh, best friends I didn't even know existed were the, where I met them. And uh, I just love that space. It was just fun. Every day was fun. And um, I found this course by accident. I, I, so when you, what, the university I went to, you have to pick a minor. Yep. You can't just study physical education. You have to study something else. And I didn't know what to do. And I, there was a course that they were offering. Oh, and, I, and I already knew I didn't want to do science and math and literacy. And I was just like, I just wasn't interested in those kinds of things. Yeah. There was a course and it was in like, you could take it in, I think it was third years in the history department. And it was taught by a German professor and a Holocaust survivor. And I was like, that I need to take that course that for some reason that meant something to me because mm -hmm. of that human experience and that human that, that, that world tragedy. I don't know. There's something about it that I was just like attracted to. And so I did, I figured out what I had to take to take that class, which nice. turned into a minor for me. So I, I kind of have a minor in racial studies and history and a major in physical education. So that's kind of what I did, but what am I excited about? I don't know. I get excited about learning how to create, how to create environments where somebody can learn, understand, excel, uh, get to the next level, not be bored while they're learning. Um, what I love about you is you're very inclusive with everybody, every, you know, everybody's feelings, everybody's, you know, you just bring such an awareness to that and it's in everything you do, you know, thank you. Cause I Whether feel it's some your Halloween extravaganza hosting <laughs> <That's fun>. <laughs> situation. You're always very aware of everyone i think growing and and by what i'm about to say doesn't mean i had a terrible experience i think it really doesn't mean i had a terrible because i didn't have a terrible experience um but i think coming from the lgbtq community you are often left out especially i mean i'm 47 so i came out in my 20s uh, i do the math i don't know what year that was but like I remember just being the different at the table and having to fight to fit in. And like you said in the introduction, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident and I, I, I am, I like, I can't kind of came to, doesn't mean I'm not insecure at times, but 
I have a sense of this is who I am and I got to make the best with what I've got. And even with my imperfections. And I think my mom sort of instilled that confidence, like just be who you are and um, everybody else will just figure it out. And, and, and being a part of the LGBT community and figuring out you're gay on your own when there's not, so you're not surrounded by that conversation and you're not surrounded by that support. Nobody's talking about it. Boys date girls, girls date boys. And I think you're just left out all the time and you don't really realize how, and you're just on the periphery. And I just had to fight really hard to stay in there and stay involved. And I don't want that for anybody else. Like I, I think that people have enough on their plates right now. And so having like every single person that we know that you and I know, and yep. the people that we are different and how we feel, how we experience the world, you know, like how we, yeah, just how we, just our confidence, our anxieties, our stresses, our likes or dislikes. And I think sometimes we forget to reach out to those people. I have to remember that with my partner actually, cause she's, she is quite fun and outgoing and energetic and positive and yes. also incredibly shy. And I have to remember to create space for her. And so that I think that I have, cause I could just take it over. And so I, I feel that, um, I don't know, like, like I would miss out on the people around me if I didn't shut up and listen sometimes, you know what I mean? Like include and adjust yourself. So everybody else has a, a good time. And, but to, um, um, I know that that sound, but you like people who know, you know, you're that ex, you are that extra step of really looking into someone else's, you're very empathetic, someone else's story, their view, whether it's, you know, playing in the, the playground, you're aware um, not that you're playing in the playground, but you might, but I might kids. be, <laughs> you might be actually, um, you're just very good at being aware of, you know, people's situations, um, and bringing it, bringing an awareness to it. And I really appreciate that because it always keeps, I think everybody around you in check in that sense. So thank you for that. Mm. Um, and just the effect you have on my kids. I'm just so, it's so nice to have, <laughs> you and you know your partner in my life because the my kids just adore you like they they think you're hilarious you know and um I just remember first time I kind of I think we hung out was skiing oh yeah and do you remember what did you do you taught my little my daughters to ski <laughs> I was so stressed about that too because <laughs> Your kids were ready to go and they're like, let's go. And part of what I teach is the child needs to be motivated to do it. And your kids were like, let's do this. And I'm thinking, oh my God, their mom is nowhere to be found. And she's going to miss their kids first run. <laughs> I had <laughs> I to go so... to the car for Smith's or something. You were out of like... where you were. You were doing something very mom-ish, very responsible. And your kids were all ready to go. I was like. And you were nice enough to say, I'll take them. Don't worry. And then we came. Yeah. And I just love that they felt so comfortable to go with you. And um, yeah, That's that good. was sort of. And it was just nice because the whole day felt really. Because um, I'm not a skier by any means. Like I, I ski. But <laughs> no, I'm just. No, I am. But I felt it was nice to have that sort of. And, and just in general. I mean, oh. even, even last night, what was funny is. I realized Olivia's FaceTiming somebody and it's you oh, yeah. and you're playing a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, and so that's really, but that's you. Like you take, you really take the present moment with kids and, and just with people. When I call you and I'm like, I am like crying and you're like, oh, you're crying. Okay. Let's look into this. And 
Or if I say, I'm fine, you go, no, but you don't sound fine. You know, you acknowledge it, right? And that's really, no, it's so important. So um, first of all, I do wanna say thank you for being such an incredible friend to me in such a crazy time, being an incredible friend to my husband, to the incredible friend you are to everyone around you. Like, I just hear what you tell me about, or I see how you are with Mel and Mark, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, how you are with Maya. And then, but also what you are to my family, my kids. So thank you so much for just, I feel really, really honored and lucky to have you in my circle. And I, I'm just so really grateful. So thank you. Um, I do wanna ask you some questions. Are sure. you up for that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for doing this. I'm excited. I'm so it's excited that you did this. It's an honor you've asked. It's pretty neat. So my first question, what inspires you about your mom and your dad? Hmm. Um, I think my parents, um, you know, they moved from Canada or they moved from England when they were young. You know, my dad wanted to come from an adventure. His sister was already here in Vancouver. And so they wanted to come for kind of a year. They were really young when they were married in the teens kind of thing. Cause you did that back then. And I just admire, I think that's where I get my sense of adventure. And um, so I admire that in them. I, I just, the fact that they were, did something so uncertain and then they stayed as they realized what a fun place to raise their kids. And I just, what a neat thing. And so now I was raised in two different cultures, Canadian and British. And I know they're similar, but they're different. You know, they are different. And um, I just admire that sense of adventure. I think my dad is, uh, he's probably, he's, he's, I have a really intimate closeness with him and he's very calm and patient until he isn't, but he's pretty <laughs> really calm and present. And he just has the most, the greatest advice. Um, and, but he's also, um, he's challenging. He, he, he's, he's alone a lot. He's sort of, I, I often don't know where he is or where he's living or who he's hanging out with. He's kind of a bit of a, what do you call that? Like a nomad. Yeah. Like there's been times where I really don't know where he's living and he kind of doesn't have a house or a permanent address. He just hotel hops. And, um, and I've had to learn to let him be who he is and love him anyways and to drop my expectations of what I want him to be. That's like, that's a lot. That was a journey. Uh, that should be a, that is, that is a, a life lesson for, I think everybody, for everybody yeah. around you, right. To learn everyone around you to be who they are and, and, and right. That's a good statement. It's difficult because I can mm -hmm. be controlling and I would like to control things sometimes. And so yeah, so I had to learn and him and I, but the thing that I appreciate about him is through the hard things that him and I've been through, he's honest and open always. And, and so I know what he feels, what he thinks. I don't have to guess. He tells it to me like it is. He tells me the hard things. Um, he, he's, and he's just a beautiful soul. Like when I came out to him, oh, this is yeah. like, this is amazing. When I came out to him, my parents had been divorced and, and I didn't see him very often and I still don't see him. I mean, he's, but when I see him, it's, they're just great quality. Like he's just a really good guy. So when I came out to him, um, it was on the phone cause I was living in a different city and I just couldn't get to a place where I was physically in the same space with him. 
because he's like, I don't know where the hell he is. So I just decided I'm going to do it over the phone. And, uh, and when I was telling him, you know, dad, I'm gay. And I was crying my face off. And he said to me, I'm going to paraphrase, but he said to me something like, what is it that I did that made you ever think that I wouldn't be okay with this? What made you think that I would never be okay with whoever you are? And I'm getting emotional saying that. He was like, he took it on himself to, to be like, what did I do or what am I not doing that made this so hard for you? I can't think of a more beautiful reaction. That to me is inspiring. Like he's all about self-reflection. He has great insight. Um, yeah, and I just thought what a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then like years later, actually this is relatively recently, like since I've lived here. So the last like seven years or so, they had an anniversary with Ellen DeGeneres coming out and they were talking about all the challenges of her. Yeah, right. It was, I don't know when it was sort of a, a 40 year anniversary for coming out. I don't remember, or I don't know. I don't know, I'm bad with numbers. And he phoned me and he was like, you know, it didn't occur to me how difficult this potentially could have been. And also what Ellen DeGeneres maybe meant to you when she came out, what was that like for you? I didn't even think to connect with you then. And I was thinking about it. So can we talk about it now? Like that, I just love that, that he does that. Like that's to me is just awesome. And that's what I love about connections with people. That's what to me makes it, makes you connect and understand and learn and so he's, he's that guy. And actually when I came, when I moved here to be with my partner, moved from a city I loved, a place yep. I loved, a job I loved, like I was, I was living life, like I was living large, but I also needed more. I needed to, something was missing, adventure, excitement. And so when I was about to move here, I phoned him and I was like, everybody's telling me not to do this. Everybody's like, you're walking away from a career and that you're like, your family, your friends, you don't even know this person because I was moving to Ontario to be with Maya. And my dad's like, well, who cares what people say? You go and have an amazing time. And no matter what happens, stay for a year and you try. And if you, it doesn't work, you just come back and then you try something else. And then you don't regret what you tried and you learned and you lived and you tried and that's it. And then you come back and there's no tail between your legs. You come back with your head held high and you go into your next adventure. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I just spent like, I don't know, three, three hour sessions with a therapist at hundreds of dollars. And I could have just called my dad and for him to say, yeah, you go. Because I think sometimes, you know, like he was just that guy that says, go and do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Learn, reflect, and then do it differently next time. And that's kind of his attitude, which is really interesting. He's so insightful because he is so, he can't be so difficult because of the way the choices he makes around his life. He lives truly authentically. He doesn't care about Wi-Fi, about fancy phones. He doesn't need to see his family every day. He barely calls me. He does what he wants, but when he gets you on the phone, it's like solid connection. And I think I've learned from that. It's about the connection you have, not about the quality of time. I mean, the quantity of time. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's dad and um, mom, mom's relationship is a bit more, bit more challenging for me. And I think um, plus because we're a lot alike and she's more intimately involved in my everyday. She's, she's very much involved in our life. Um, and I think what inspires me about her is uh, her ability to face hard things all the time. I think she, I think she lives, you know, she was raised in a culture of requirements and rules and expectation 
And so I think her day is filled with those. And that has to be really heavy to live with that every day, to live with the expectation of a rule, or it could be from um, not taking a nap to you don't watch TV in the day because that perception of what that might be. And I think that those, she naturally comes by those rules. And also I think she has, I think she lives with some anxiety. And so I think her days are difficult. And uh, so I admire her for trying every day. I think that's really, I can't imagine having those thoughts. Um, and I think my mom is also incredibly sensitive. And um, so she has a very tough exterior. So relationships are tough and she's not as open as, like here's my controlling self. She's not as open as I would love. I would love to sit down and have the kinds of conversations I have with my dad with her. I mean, my dad and I have talked about, you know, sex and drugs and experiences and, and um, with, within a father daughter boundary, not, not, you know, he knows his boundaries and he'll tell me when he won't, I'll ask a question and he'll tell me when he, if he will or will not answer it. I can ask about my, his relationship with my mom, um, history challenges, and he'll answer those things. And, 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 and then he'll let me know if I've overstepped or if there's a question. And I would love to have that with my mom to get to know who she is. I would, I, I fear that time is going to run out and I won't know who she is. So that's how I answer those questions. I guess, I don't know if that hits your. Thank you so much for sharing. Cause that was, yeah. that was, yeah, there was, there was so much personal, um, such a personal story there that you told. And it was so also inspiring from every way you just told it, the connection you feel and like depth of looking into your answers. So I really appreciate that. Um, my next question is what woman or women inspire you? I oh man, I don't know how to answer this question. It's not like, like, the, I can be inspired by a woman in Longos buying cucumbers. And then her and I have a conversation about freaking cucumbers. And I'm just motivated, inspired by the smallest things. Like literally, and I, I say that funny because we, this woman and I had this really funny conversations about cucumbers. I don't know this lady. I, I've never seen her since. And her and I just had this funny connection over cucumbers. And I walked away feeling like- <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, I made an inappropriate joke. She I laughed. Bet you did. So, I mean, it was really funny what she was doing. And um, like, she was really selecting those cucumbers. Like she was looking for the most perfect cucumbers. And I, <laughs> this was just this funniest moment. And then she talked to me and then we started talking about the challenges of COVID. And, and, and I recognized that it was a long time since I had a conversation with a stranger. So I can get inspired in the smallest most insignificant moments in the grocery store at Starbucks. So I can't tell you, you conversations with you, um, with my partner, with my daughter, like it's, it's usually small things. Um, yeah, like that's, so I can't give you the name of some, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right now, I'm just blown away by Adele. I don't know if anybody out there saw the yes. special, but the way she talks about her body yeah, the way she talks about who she is and the struggles like that. She's just being so raw and honest. That to me is inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah. People living their truths. I, I, I watch a lot of true crime and listen to a lot of like my days are filled with happiness. So I think when I have some time on my own, I want to listen to people's struggles. And so I listen to like 
you know, some creepy things. And <laughs> I do, it's true. And people who overcome the most yes, scariest, horrible things, and they just go back to living their days yep. where they were able to find the strength to, to go to groceries and go back out in the world. That to me is inspiring. So I love this. I lo this is so much what I feel too. There's always, I find people inspire me every day differently. Someone inspires me, um, whether it's you, whether it's Mel, whether it's Maya, mm -hmm. then it's my kids. And then in the same day, it might be 40 different people who inspire me just from yeah. getting past moments. So that's, I, I love that. Um, what is your calling, or I like to call it your Dharma? What do you think that is? Dharma? I don't know that word. Is that a yoga word? Like, um, maybe it's like your calling or what do you think that you feel like you're here for? Um, sometimes it's pain and suffering. No, <laughs> uh, um, to teach our kids swear words. Oh yeah, I do have a bad potty mouth. <laughs> I, I just like to acknowledge I have I've done a very good job on this podcast of not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, people don't believe me when I can turn it off. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I've done so. Come on, right? I've done okay. Amazing. Actually, something you said today, and something somebody else said to me recently. I had a really good friend lose her mother, and so I jumped on an airplane and went to be with her and. Um, and in that sort of moment of toughness, um, so you complimented me this way and so did my friend and they, and I didn't realize how much it meant to me. You don't realize sometimes until it's thrown back at you. Um, I don't know how I'm seen in the world sometimes. And I do think about like, I don't know. I do think about that. So anyways, this is a long way to say, I think maybe to help others be okay, being exactly as they are. I agree. I, I'm feeling the tears as I'm telling you. So I think that's the truth. Like I feel the tears behind my eyes as I say that, because I think whether it's the cucumber lady or the Starbucks, the Starbucks or person, me or my closest friends like yourself, just being okay with exactly who you are is, I think your good things, the challenging things, the, the, the things, the, the things that we might call ugly things our body sizes, our fitness levels, our health. I think we just need to be okay with where we are in that moment because we are doing the best we can. Yeah. I think that's, I, that's perfect. I think that's exactly, I would, I would, I would agree because I feel like you do that for everyone around you. And to find humor. I think that we got yes. to laugh a bit along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so would you say, what's your favorite quality then? Would it be your humor? <laughs> um. I don't know. I've never really thought about that. I think I, I, you know what? I think my ability to connect with others, I really take pride yeah, in that. You do. You do really know how to connect with others. I, I feel like I really know people and it also drives me bananas when I can't connect with someone. And I think that's why it's difficult with my relationship with my mom. Cause I want so badly to feel right. Feel. Right. When I talk to you right now, I want to feel that. I want so badly to feel that maybe that's a selfish expression, like, cause it's all about how I feel, but yeah, I think connecting with others is something I'm really proud about. Yeah. You know, when I saw that and it was, I see that a lot, but I really saw it. And I going back to your Halloween, Oh yeah, whatever you call it, hosting Halloween trick-or-treaters. 
I remember thinking like, oh, these are your friends. And they were just literally trick-or-treaters that you were looking in the eye and walking around like it was a, like a, a party that you, and I thought, are we at a party? Like, <laughs> No, these are trick-or-treaters and you were connecting with each person. So yes, I agree. You very much connect with people. Thank you. Um, what is, what gets you through? And I think I actually, I want to answer this for you, but I won't. When, what gets you through like really horrible moments? Oh man, I just, now I'm only thinking about what you would say. So let no, me say, say what you would say. And then will you tell me? Yeah. Um, Hamilton, your dog. No, I'm kidding. But he oh, does get you through stuff. Boring yeah. away over here. <laughs> um, I truly love the simple, like making joy in the simplicity of things. So I uh, uh, literally treating myself to a coffee. Like oh, I can't yeah, tell yep. you how much joy that brings me. Um, taking you know. pictures of things I see, I have over a hundred thousand photos on my iPhone and taking pictures of, uh, something that I enjoy or I like, whether it's an, a moment with my child, I don't know. I think small things, I really relish in the small things that gets me through because sometimes the big things are really hard. So how do I get through things? Laughing, sharing. I over, I'm an overshare. I have <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> Sorry that. Yeah, I love that you overshare. I have it, to it, talk about it. It makes um, my day when you overshare and I see other people's faces. Like I, I can just watch other people. But what I, I thought a, you were gonna say was your humor, because that's what uh, you do. Like when you're going through something tough, you're like, <laughs> you're so. I funny. think it's hard though. But if I'm going through something tough, it's hard to find the fun, the humor. So yeah. I think that's like just. Like this morning, I had a really busy day. I'd have a really busy couple of days coming up. And so I thought I had a few minutes. I'd done all my morning responsibilities. I thought, I'm just going to go and get myself a coffee. And I just had so much joy in that simple little thing. So I think, and then, you you know, I'm talking to a stranger. Well, they're not strangers. Like the Starbucks baristas are like my best friends. But like <laughs> I go there and, you know, they know uh, they know me. And, you know, I just get, get a little interaction with somebody else that, that brings me quite a bit of joy. What is the most important quality in a friend um insight honesty forgiveness being forgiving i'm not a great friend like i'm not going to call you every day i'm not going to show up with flowers like i'm not that kind of a friend um so sometimes i need a bit of forgiveness and you're frozen Oh, there you are. Right. <laughs> it was just, it was actually me just sitting still. Um, You're like a statue. Um, so, so quality to friends, for sure, insight, um, humor, adventure. Like, that's what I, honesty is the most important quality for me and a friend. Honesty. If I don't feel like you have that. If I feel like I can't trust you, I really, I don't even want to be in the room Honestly, with you. Honestly, with who you are, not necessarily like you're lying to me. Like, I mean, like, well, I don't want that either, but like, just honesty with what you're about. I, I And I guess what, where I get connected most intimately, and I think that's why you and I connected so easily is um, I'm just on the path. Where I'm just on this journey of being better than I was, better tomorrow than I was yesterday. And, and I, I just, I really admire that in others and, and that fulfills me and it, it's interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know, that's what yeah. it is. So Sarah, the next few questions are just more fun. 
and lighthearted. Uh, what is your favorite homemade meal? Ooh, homemade? Uh, I, I mean, honestly, my answer is I, I love going out for dinner so much. I don't even know how to answer this question. My partner, Maya, is making this Tuscan chicken dish lately. And it's like this cream-based garlicky sauce with sun-dried tomatoes and mushrooms. And I asked her to double all the veggies. So I, I don't eat the meat with it because I think the meat ruins it. But it's just this creamy, rich, garlicky sauce with some noodles. It is really good. So I would probably say that. And she also makes this wicked homemade soup um, based on sort of some of the... I'll, I'll make a roast chicken and then it turns into soup in a couple of days. And that to me is uh, very good. Nice. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. What is your favorite type of music? And I know you can even <laughs> say the artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is. I, well, I love Top 40. There's no doubt about that. I love the Top 40. I have a thing for the Beebs. <laughs> I can't wait to get his like donut. Like a big thing for the Beebs. <laughs> no, he has his own donuts. I do know. You texted all of us. Yeah. But we also, <laughs> so we do know. Um, what is your, what is your favorite movie? Especially when you need to pick me up or if you're like need to reset or you're sick. What is your favorite movie? You're going to hate this answer because I know this is where you and I would oh, not no. come together in friends. Yeah. In friendship. <laughs> I don't love TV at all. And I try to stay away from it actually. So I don't, I just don't, I'd rather read or listen or like listen to a podcast or read something or, um, so I don't love movies or TV. That could be your answer. Uh, but I can say to you that I do have a nostalgia with the Star Wars series. I think my dad took me when I was a kid and I fell in love with it. And I was able to, my dad has all these stories about how amazing Star Wars was to him. And then I took my daughter to a Star Wars movie 40 years after. And that was pretty cool. So I would say there's some, that I would say there's some nostalgia with the Star Wars series for sure. Yeah, we're a bit of a Star Wars family. Yeah, so I'd say that. Awesome. So you lied before. Well, if I never I'm just saw kidding. Movie, yeah, I know how much you love it, but if I never saw a movie, no, no. Again, I don't think, although I do love going to the movies. You do love going to the movies. But I don't care what I'm seeing. Also, what I can tell you this, Nadine, I cannot stand romantic comedies. I can't stand I don't, them. I don't love them other than the Christmas Hallmark movies I love for some reason. They make me feel relaxed. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do what? it. What? You have to die in my movies for me to like it. What? <laughs> What was your favorite cartoon growing up? Um, I really loved Garfield. <gasps> you too? So did I, especially the Halloween one. Oh my gosh. I make my kids watch it every year and they always go. Here's a tidbit. I used to love Garfield and because they only came on in the specials and my, I begged and begged and begged and my parents got, bought me a stuffed animal Garfield that I actually still have in my bedroom drawer. And when I was like 12, maybe our daughter's ages. So like nine, 10, all the way up to maybe 12 or probably until it was too, I wouldn't yep. want my friends to know. I would sit with this stuffed animal Garfield on my chest and tell it all my problems. Talk, I would I talk to that. Garfield. And I recently introduced the Garfield to my daughter. And I was like, you know how this Garfield owns all my secrets, all the things that I was struggling with as a teenager, as a young kid, Garf this Garfield knows the, all those things. So, and I still have it. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. funny is one of my next question, one of my next questions down was what was your favorite stuffed animal and what was its name? 
<laughs> and there you oh, go. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 Garfield probably. So you have, everyone has one. So, um, did you, do you have a nickname? You know, what's funny is uh, my mom calls me Woo. So when I was born, I was called Woo Face. I don't know why. They yeah. just, I was just little Woo Face and she still calls me Woo. Um, my, wherever I live. So I grew up in BC. I grew up in, just outside of Vancouver, went to college in Vancouver. Then I moved to Victoria for university. And then I moved here. Um, everybody calls me Gallsworthy or SG and it just follows me. That's the name of my consulting business, SG Consulting. But everybody calls me Gallsworthy, uh, uh, my last name. Uh, and then I have this other nickname that is endearing to my sort of family friends when I was a little girl. And in fact, this family friend just got evacuated because of the floods in BC. And I was like, oh. you know, I checked into her. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, How's yeah. your family? Are you okay? And she, her response was, hey, Goob. So she calls it like Goob. So I was called Goober yeah. by a bunch of different people. And they still call me that now. So I got a couple of nicknames. Um, yeah, so that's, but Gaul's really probably just my last yeah. name is what I've been called often. I, don't, I wonder what that is. I often wonder. Because I don't say, hey, everybody calls me Gallsworthy. They just start to call me Gallsworthy. And I don't know what that is. Like when people get to know me, they just quickly, even even in the in the hallway at the arena the other day, there's a colleague that I work with in Markham Recreation and him and I've worked together over the years. And I was walking down the hallway with, with Ayla coming from practice, hockey practice, her hockey practice. And he's like, Gallsworthy. So like even it just, I don't know. It just, it's just. You know why? Because it's, it's, it's not the, it's not, it's not the, easiest name to say so when we say it I like to say it because it makes me feel like I'm saying something a little bit you know like it's it doesn't I don't know how to describe it. it's something that people like to say Gallsworthy oh, okay. all right so it's just you the know word what I mean? to say. a little bit but it's also like you're Gallsworthy right so it's just it's sort of like I like to say Gallsworthy right so what as a child, what did you think you were going to do when you grew up? Um, <laughs> when I was really young, I thought that I would be the strongest, bravest woman, and I would be like in the army. Wow. Or, yeah, or like a police officer that was like big and buff and confident and like not any of the woman roles I saw. And I think, I think my dad one day said to me when I was quite young, he was just like, you know, I think you would be great for the army. Have you ever thought about the army? And then I was like, oh yeah, because I dream about it all the time. So I wanted to be this brave, fit, buff, confident, world-saving person. Um, and then when I got a little bit older into my teens, I just wanted to teach. I just wanted to be a teacher. Which I think is that role too, right? Just, you know, you don't have the sexy uniform <laughs> and I'm definitely not as buff as I thought I was going to be, but. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. fit, my goodness. What? Nah. But no, that's, um, I don't know. It's funny because I don't feel like you're far off from that description. You know what I mean? Like you do, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, what is the first word that would fly out of your mouth if you stubbed your toe or dropped your phone in the toilet? Nadine. You're supposed to say it. I'm asking. Fuck. I know it would be. And it would be mine too. I'd totally say fuck. Such a good word. I just love that word. 
I mean, we could, you could even tell, we should talk about swearing. We should have a podcast about swearing, but I just love that word. Fuck, Actually, swearing word. is, it is apparently healthy for you because it, you're getting out of anger. Uh, my last question, ah. and then we're done. What is your favorite thing about our friendship? Um, it's natural. Like, it's natural. It's, uh, you challenge me. You, you challenge me a lot, actually. You challenge me a lot more than anyone I've met in a really, really long time. Um, in a really good way. Like, I, and I love that. Like, I love that. Like, you're, you're going to challenge me to be a better person for sure. And I'm trying to give you a concrete example, which I can't come up with any right now. But you, you often will, you challenge, you challenge my insecurities in a way, like, I'm always checking to make sure after you and I've spoken that I'm not, I'm trying not to be judgmental because I, I feel sometimes I'm scared that I'd be judgmental and you challenge me in a way to reflect on that because you'll repeat some of the things that I said and I want to make sure I'm not judging you opposed to trying to help and support and guide and, you know, I don't ever want you to be any different than exactly who you are. So I want to make sure that I don't make you think I want you different and you challenge me that way. And I don't know how to give you a, a good way to do that, but I'm often reflecting on our conversations after you and I have reflected. I, I really like that. And I also like, I feel like after we used to hang out, well, we still hang out, but after we <laughs> would have interaction, um, time together, a phone call or whatever, you would often call me after and be like, okay, I need to say sorry for that. Or I need to ask <laughs> a question for that. And I finally said to you, no, no more. There's no more because we had such a good time. And I love that. Unless you want to ask me, like, unless I offended you in some way, which, you know, I do have, I do can work on my filter. So I love the fact that I said, no, like that our experience together was perfect as it was. We don't need to unpack it. There's no apology. You don't need to apologize for anything. You bring such joy and laughter to my day that, uh, no, I'm not going to accept your apology or your insecure questions. And you were here and you stopped and you just don't ask me those anymore. And I just was, which funny enough, I kind of miss, but, um, (laughs) and I just love that we can do that. So that it's just honest. It's authentic. It's real. We laugh a lot. Yes. Um, we struggle as parents a lot. I just, you're just so real. And I I can be myself around you. My, I can say whatever, even if it's arrogant or stupid or ignorant. And you just, you just allow me to have that to get this, the bad stuff out so I can get to the good stuff. So I really appreciate that. Actually, that's very similar to what I feel. You challenge me, but it's it's in a way that, yeah, no, I felt like you described sort of how I feel. Oh, I yeah. think we, yeah, totally. And then the fact that we, and I, what I like is I can be arrogant too, but because I know that you know where my soul is coming from when I say something like that. And that's what I think we have. So I want to say thank you so much, Sarah, for just not only doing this podcast and being so open, so genuine, but just for the friendship we have. I am so grateful, so grateful. And you're so amazing. And the reason why I wanted this conversation recorded is because I want others to hear and be inspired just like I am. So thank you for being here today. Um, For those listening, please take the time to think of who inspires you and reach out, connect. It can make someone smile, change a relationship, or start a new one. On behalf of Sarah and I, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Nadine. Thanks, everyone.